0: Let's go,
1: you all! Can't do everything, everything around! Me. the We're very ready. You know, people who are always in front of a camera, we're always ready.
0: Live on, live on, live
1: Bring it on. Lieber. Okay, hi everybody! Welcome to Arch Conversation Season 10 10 10. Today we have with us an amazing individual, very pretty, very tall vest who is who happens to just model the new Arch shirt. <laughs> Um she became a fit model unexpectedly. And she's here with us because once again this season is about beyond the ordinary in terms of career path. And Vivian here, do you want to give a brief introduction to yourself?
0: Sure. My name is Vivian. I am a Singaporean model who happened to be very lucky and had most of my career in the US, in New York. Yay! Yay!
1: Yeah, okay. So Vivian, do you want to introduce who you are and how did you go down, get into this career path?
0: Sure. So I started with like a local modelling contest and then when I won the contest, I joined because a friend of mine got scouted and but her family is Muslim, so they're very conservative and she was like, oh, my mom doesn't really want me to join but if you join it, then I'll join also. And I was like...
1: How old were you then? I
0: was like 19. Mm. 19 at the point of time, I was still in poly and she was my poly classmate. Actually, uh, funny enough, she's now a full-time model in London, based oh, in London. Oh, wow. Yeah. I joined the contest, then I won it. And one of the judges was Sheila Sin, like a local celebrity. Yes. And then um, at the contest, she scouted me and she asked me to if I wanted to join her agency. And at a point of time, I was very set on, like, I want to be a journalist. Very serious one. Okay, this is my life career. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I just try it. My mom was like, you know what? You can always be a journalist. You can always go to school when you're, like, 40 or 50, but... Try and model when you're 40 and 50, last year. Excuse history. me, this is day and age. Yeah, but this we're, is like, you know, back, yeah, in, the back day, in the day, yeah. yeah my yeah. mom was like, you just just try it because there's an opportunity that's given to you, why yeah, not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started You my, were blessed, honey. Blessed. Thanks, Mom, and dad for having unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so then my first like modeling trip was to Shanghai. And then while I was there, I got offered a contract in Hong Kong. So wow. I Kong. Then I came back to Singapore, tried to model for a bit, but it was actually kind of slow for me here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I got offered a contract in Milan. So I went to Milan, but before I got there, I was like, since I'm already there, might as well spend a couple of days in Paris to see agencies, right? So we went to see 20 agencies and I was That's offered a, a contract by 18 of them. Wow. And it was like, like honestly, blew my mind because like I said, I was not working much here. So I was mm. like, oh, I must be such a bad model. Like, you know, maybe yeah. I'm not cut out for this. Oh ah. no. And then when I went there and I was offered all these contracts and I was like, Maybe I'm not so bad after all. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, when I was in Paris, I got scouted to go to the New York agency with the same, it's the same like agency, basically it's Next. Yeah. So like IMG, Next and Elite, they have like worldwide networks yep. where they have all the agencies. So I was signed by Next and got scouted to go to New York. And then I just stayed there for like six and a half years. And when did you move back? I moved back to Singapore end of 2019, actually. I wanted to go. Was it
1: COVID or it just happened that you came back right before? I came
0: back right before COVID. Oh, which nice. Was like chance. And then when I was done. That's was, a good time to come yeah, back, right?
1: Like, yeah. and then the world went silent and yeah. slow. And it was very nice to. You can be take like, time for yourself. Yeah, and
0: stuck with family. Yeah, I was exactly. the only person there.
1: Yeah, correct. So, so if like you nice. had stayed there, it would have been, you would have found some way to come back as yeah, well.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's basically kind of my. Um, career timeline yeah.
1: yeah and to this day you're still modeling yes yes but have you gone into anything else
0: yeah so Present, I actually,
1: presenting hosting things like
0: that or? i've tried a hosting before like for i was actually because like i said i wanted to be a journalist right so i have actually written stuff before like articles for like l and i was actually an intern at sph before I started all the modeling stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had some connections that I actually wrote like fashion, TV fashion scripts from Channel U. That's yeah. nice. So I did that. So you
1: managed to still pursue your writing?
0: Kind of. Here and there. It's not like a full-time thing. It's more just yeah. like ad hoc. And when I get the opportunity, yeah. I'm like, okay, just do Why it. Not? Why not, yeah. right. Yeah. So I've done that. And then the last few years of being in Singapore, I also explored like set designing. Mm-hmm. Set designing, art direction, but... Those I feel like I don't do as much anymore. I collaborated a lot with this photographer called Len, Len Chai. She's, she shot the uh, W Magazine cover of Jennifer which recently. Mm-hmm. But she's based now back in LA. So after you find the crew of people that you can work very well with, like, you know, it's just like, oh, I want A. And you don't have to explain too much and you just all kind of get it. Like yeah, when yeah. you experience that and then you have to work with other people that it's very, very, like, trying, then I think it basically
1: person. creatively I feel like there's a sort of chemistry it's like people don't understand this I guess as much but like creatively like when you get that chemistry you just need to say very few words yeah. and the vision is like it's it just very so sync nice. right yeah correct so nice. I get what you're saying yeah. is that why you stopped um, trying like set design and all this other stuff
0: yeah, I, I stopped also partially because I feel like a lot of the aesthetics that like Len and I really like and are into and are in sync with, it's not something that's very popular here in Singapore. And also budget is another thing that is Correct. a very big thing in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And like freedom as well. To pursue like something that looks different or feels different. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm like mostly just focusing on modeling, yes.
1: Okay, so what are some of the obstacles that you face as per what you said earlier, what are some of the obstacles? or have you heard anything negative about yourself? So, I feel like this is something that I truly want to talk about because, let's expound on what you said earlier in yeah. terms of we don't need to name names or go too far, but some obstacles you face maybe like you said with weight, yeah. your height, or you're not skinny enough, you're too fat or whatever it yeah. is. What are some of the things that you faced in your how, how many years has it been? You just
0: said like thirteen years. I oh wow, in my thirteenth year now. Yeah, like, literally everything you just said. Yeah, too tall. Too short, too skinny, too yeah. fat. Everything, man. Then, I, like when I does it take career, a toll
1: on your anxiety, or mental health, things like that.
0: I would say in the first four years of my career, hundred percent. Because when you're still and also, you're so young, yeah,
1: yeah, you're right? Like, you're, you're a little baby.
0: Yourself, out, you're not even sure who you are as a person yeah. yet. And then to have people like from the industry, sometimes like people who are, you know, like Racing, um, you know? senior, and, and you believe them. Yeah. So that was like a very big problem when I first started. It was like oh, you don't really fit. And even till today, it's kind of the same. Like, I don't really fit in, like, the Asian aesthetics of, like, what beauty is. Like, yeah, the I get Like, beauty. Yeah. And so I get people saying stuff to me, like, hey, Vivian, you're too tan, you cannot do this kind of job. Or you're too sporty, you cannot yeah. do this kind of job. Yeah. Literally, I heard, like, a brand owner tell the stylist who in turn told me, she was like, oh, she stopped booking you because she said you don't look good in the frilly dresses. Yeah. And at that point of time, like, this is just very recently too. But in my mind, like, now after so many years, right, like, I feel like I'm confident enough where instead of being like, oh, shit, like, if only I could pull off the fully dresses, I can now recognize that, no, it's not that I cannot pull it off. It's just, it's not the aesthetic that she wants. Correct, exactly. It's just different from... It's not personal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it took a lot of years to get there because, like you said also, when you're so young, like, what people say to you, especially your appearance, as a young woman we are very easily affected by what people think of us because we're Correct. still trying to find ourselves. So it's almost like you're doing market research to see like like what people say the most about you and yeah. then you tend to hold more value in those things. Correct. Right?
1: It's the same, I think, with social media and the obsession with likes following mm-hmm. and things like that because I think over the years, I mean, social media has been what? Fifth, twelfth? I mean, a lot more than a decade now, right? Yeah. And people have been so obsessed to the point where if they like and this is not even like famous or anything, like regular people that I know, oh, if I don't get 40 likes on this post, I'm going to delete it. You know, or like, oh, I've dropped in five followers. What what did I do wrong? Like, they start questioning themselves and stuff like that. So I feel like if someone basically, what do you think it is though? Is it a herd mentality in terms of the model arena and the people, all the models feel that way? Or is it like an external factor where like, you know, like the bookers and the producers and the brand owners... And the stylists make you guys feel that way. Where does the pressure really come from, you think?
0: I think the pressure, to be honest, the most pressure I felt was in Singapore. Mm. And I think it's because the country is very small. So the industry is very small. So everybody feels like, we all individually have our own egos and prides, right? So if somebody doesn't like something or didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to, then they'll just be like, oh, it's because of you. Because to be honest, on set, the easiest person to take the fall is the model.
1: Right. Because we... they are just a talent. Yeah, we are very That's all you small. are. Like, yeah, correct, But people are
0: always working to save people, oh, it's not their fault ever. It's always, oh, this is the only thing that changed. So maybe this is the person that is like fucking everything up, basically. Yeah, correct. So I feel like it's a lot of different things. But in Singapore, mostly, it's, it's because it's very small. People are territorial. And because of that, they don't want to lose the jobs that they already have. So they want to make sure everything is perfect all the time. And also for that reason, they don't take risks. And if they do, and it doesn't turn out good, then they always have a fall guy. Correct, correct. 100%. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. I,
0: I think because the country is so small as well, people tend to get a bit competitive, even between models. I don't think it's the... I don't know if that's the case now, but I feel like when I started, it was very much like, oh shit, if I go to a casting and I see like two other Asian girls, I'm like, ah oh, shit, like they're my competitors. Even though we look completely different. Yeah. So I feel like it's just because it's a it's, it's a very small place. So everyone's like, oh, I, like there's a very small pie. I don't want to lose like any part of that pie.
1: And now that you're way older, how do you feel about that?
0: Um, Now I just feel like, like you, you know, like you were saying, like if people ever say like you're too tall, too short, you can never please anyone. There is always something to say. But yeah. I started people were like, oh, you're too like, I've always been very athletic, so it's like, oh, you're too like, like bulky or like too strong, too muscular. So I actually like did some insane diets where I lost so much weight that I wasn't even getting like my menstrual cycle anymore. Oh my god! And at that point of time, I was like, okay, finally, I feel like I'm skinny now. Yeah. And then my agency said, maybe you're too skinny. Can you like don't lose any more weight? Like, just can you pull on a bit more weight? And then I am like, so what is is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just, yeah, that was a very hard cycle that I think most models will have to go through the first few years of their career. They're just like listening to what everybody say, internalizing it, and then thinking that is the absolute truth and that's what they need to do. But So
1: how do you think that people can, or, or you know, aspiring models can step out of that?
0: I To be honest, I feel like now, the industry is a lot different. Hmm. Also because of social media and also because a lot of brands are trying to be a bit more cognizant about what they're saying and the message they're putting out. Yeah. That and the Gen Z models that I've met, they are all very confident. Or at oh, least yeah. that's how they come across. Because yeah. they have seen everything and all the conversations that are going on that I feel like they're not stuck in this like hole that I personally was stuck in when I started modeling before mm-hmm. all the conversations happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully that's for the better. Yeah.
1: I guess it will be. But also, I mean, I really don't know. Obviously, I'm not a model, but, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's it's interesting to hear. And so, out of, oh, sorry, my questions. I need them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, have you heard any, like, negative thing being said about yourself? Outside, like, outside of all those kind of things, like, not so much about looks and all that, about being model, but more like, um, you choosing this career path. Obviously, earlier on, you said your mum was was it is very supportive. Yeah. But has anyone not been supportive? Like, why are you doing this? You know, like you don't even know if you'll succeed. Why are you taking this risk? Like, because at nineteen to jump on this ship and just go somewhere else. And I mean, you didn't take a ship, But
0: you know, to, yeah. to do something multiple planes, though. Yes. Yes.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, on these multiple flying things to go somewhere else and just pursue and keep looking for agencies and stuff like that, it must not have been easy as well. But were there any deterrents or has anyone made you feel lousy about pursuing this path?
0: I feel like maybe I've been very blessed. Mm -hmm. Nobody has really questioned because I also feel like my career kind of, the first two years, it kind of took off quite quickly, like Mm. with all the multiple placements and then basically so quickly getting signed to like next worldwide. So I think... Nobody really questioned like, oh, are you going to be successful or not? It was more just like waiting to see like, oh, like how far she's going to go. Mm-hmm. So um,
1: what was your high point in your career?
0: I think my high point was probably like first season in Paris. Like I said, like that point, I really felt like, oh, I'm just like such a shitty model. Nobody wants to work with me. And then getting so many offers, getting signed. And then my first season for Fashion Week, I actually did shows for like Anthony Vaccarello for his like first very oh, first wow. collection. Yeah. I was walking with like Karleen Klaus, all these top models. Yeah, yeah. And then I also did Vivienne Westwood that same season. Yeah. And like just... And it's insane,
1: huh? For your very so first experience. You know? yeah.
0: And I'm like, coming from the fact that I really genuinely thought I was like nothing, like not good at all. Yeah. So getting booked for all these like crazy things, working with these top models. Like, I walked the show with Vivienne as well who's my idol. I was very simp for her.
1: Yeah. I was like a bit
0: awkward when she was talking <laughs> to me that I was like, uh. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> And then also. Just walk to my mid conversation. Yeah, but like that was the high point for me. And then, also there was like this instance where my agent just like texted me and said, like, "Dengen, what are you doing now? Can you like head to the Baccarat Hotel like right now, uh, for a shoot?" And I was like, "Cool." I showed up. It was an El Italy shoot. Three days, like the multiple hours, like ten to sixteen hours. Wow, morning. that's insane! And it was a like, collection spread, so they were shooting everything right. And. When the issue came out, I told my friend who was in uh, Milan. who was for Elle Italy, so my friend was in Milan at the time. I was like, "Hey, can you pick up a couple copies of Elle Italy? Like, I'm in, I'm I'm in this issue." And then she took a picture of it. She was like, "You're not in this issue. You're on the issue." Oh no! I they didn't. You the didn't tour. know. I didn't know at Oh all. gosh! And nobody told me. And that was when I was like, "Oh my god, maybe I'm not so bad after all." Yeah. Like, how- so hard to be on the cover yeah of the, course even a local magazine it's not easy you know yeah. like getting El Italy cover my first season yeah so that was the high point yeah and I feel like I always bring up these examples because people be like but you have to constantly hit high points right and I don't think that is the way you can
1: neither do, do I quality. no you not not any industry I feel right. you can't keep chasing the yeah, highs because yeah. then you always think that my work's not good enough when right. it doesn't hit.
0: And like, what can I do tomorrow better? Like, show you five more posts per hour or something? Like, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, now now you can do yoga and touch your no, hip to right. your like, yeah. It is what it
0: is. And like, I feel like... Can just, you do this though? I think I like, cannot. <laughs> I spray I, I <laughs> my... See, yeah. maybe I can post better than <laughs> her. <laughs> maybe he can book her for our Italy next door. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And okay, so then uh, after we reach the high, like, let's talk about some of the lows. Because I feel like the modelling industry, right, because from the outside it looks so pretty, everyone's yeah. wearing nice clothes, you're tall, you're skinny and all this stuff, right, I mean, nice makeup and hair and all that. But I'm sure people don't know the struggles, Yeah. right?
0: Actually the same highs come with the same lows. Mm. So like people will always think that like, oh, Fashion Week is so glamorous, like you get to like do all these crazy shows, but then what they don't see is like you average 20,000 steps a day. Yeah. You're going to like 16 yeah. to 20 castings a day, Yeah. and then you can queue for hours and then you finally it's your turn. You're like, oh my god, it's my chance to shine, right? Then you're walking and then they're not even looking at you.
1: Oh, because they probably, in their oh, mind, no. have someone that you exactly. already wanted.
0: Exactly. So oh gosh. Like, so that is for me a... one of the lows where it's like you, you put so much importance to something just to see someone else like totally disregard you yeah. as a person. Yeah. So that is probably one of the lows. And then I also feel like sometimes when there is no camaraderie between models and friends, like that is...
1: And oh. you're staying months at a time in different places. Yeah.
0: Like when you have no friends, it feels like a very lonely and arduous like, task. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably the lows. And the lows for me were much lower when I just started. It was a lot of like self-doubt. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, I wish I could be this. I wish I could be that Oh yeah. Envy, doubt. Yeah. A lot of envy. And yeah. I realise now when I look back at my first few like fashion weeks, I'm like, oh was such a bitch at eh? Yeah. Like somebody's doing well, and I'm like, cannot be happy for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I think that, okay, not everyone. Well, I was there too once. I feel like when you're a younger person, some people grow up and some people don't. I also not look back on my past, and sometimes I, I notice, like, hey, actually during this period, I was quite envious of X person or Y person, yeah. that person, yeah. of like why they're doing better than me and stuff. And yeah. you're right. You should be able to be like, you know what? Like, the pie is actually big enough. Yeah. You know? And it is their time to shine. Good for that.
0: Yeah. And also then, like, that's the point where it's like, you might just not be the right... This is just not the right job for you.
1: Correct. Exactly. So it's
0: like, why force, like, a shark into a cup?
1: Oh, my yeah. hair didn't blow. I thought she, You know, like, models are used to, like... The hair...
0: My <laughs> like hair... Is. It's not flying at all. <laughs> try, try, try.
1: It's
0: Stop. not moving. Literally. I wanted to
1: help you do, like, some... Like, a model moment. Sorry, failed. <laughs> Oh, gosh, Steph. Okay, sorry, continue. Yes.
0: I think you need a, like a big fan, like a wind blow. I know, like, like a bzz,
1: like whirlwind. Industrial. Like people doing like, what's that called? I fly? You know, wow. tandem like so that. So, <laughs> I
0: think No, just my hair
1: will fly. <laughs> okay, so now that we've hit your highs and lows, how do you think after 13 years, what is your genuine feeling of this industry? Are you, are you still... Happy that you went down this path? Would was there be anything you would change?
0: I'm very. I'm still very happy that I'm doing this. And also, like, when you were saying if people question your career, that now is the time when people are questioning my career. Like, like Vivian, model very long already. Like, how long more you want to do this for? Yeah. And in my mind, honestly, I feel like I've always been somebody that has just taken opportunities as they come. Mm. So if the opportunities continue to come for work, like, I... Why would you not take it Yeah, them? right. And I don't want to limit myself as well too like if I were 20 and I was like I met a model who's like 30 I'll be like what oh. yeah but now that I'm at this age I feel like I feel okay yeah I'm genuinely happy and then if there are more opportunities that come I'll take it and if there's not then change the plan la. But yeah it's not there yet so for me it doesn't I'm a very like just go with the flow kind of person yeah so if it's not there yet, then don't you think so much? Huh? What's yeah. your choice? You can never know what's going to happen. What if today I'm like, I'm going to quit modelling and then tomorrow my agency is like, oh, there's a huge campaign. Like It's going to pay like six years. of off
1: Italy again.
0: Like, of course I want to do it, right? <laughs> Ten so years later. Never say no
1: for me. Okay, so what advice do you have on pursuing what you want to do in life? Because I feel like a lot of people are held back by a lot of restrictions. Like, should I do it? Like, it's the road less travelled. I don't know what it's going to look like.
0: Uh, so my life motto is try only.
1: What do you mean just That's try right. yeah i
0: mean especially if for example it's a bit different when you're older have other responsibilities oh, sorry. I it's like other responsibilities like if you have kids if you have a family to support yeah. like yeah. all that stuff it's very it's much harder to just try only you know to be but when you're younger this is my advice to people who are younger and maybe not that much responsibilities yet if you have an opportunity and you want to try just, just go for it because you never know what's going to come out of it and if you don't try, you never know. Maybe you won't even like it. Yeah. Maybe it's something in your head that you're like, oh my god, I always wanted to do this but I never did it but then you're romanticizing what it actually is but yeah, if you right. actually do it, then you will know, okay, this is something that is viable for me for the long term. Or not. not yeah. Like yeah. But if right. you don't try, you'll never know.
1: Yeah, 100%. I'm, on, I'm with you on that also because I think I've tried a lot of different things in my life and I think, okay, so I think we put a lot of pressure on younger people. Um, like when they are in university, like, hey, what do you want to do? Like w- when you graduate, what's your career path? I mean, you're majoring in marketing, but, with, you know, marketing is so broad. Where do you want to go? And I don't feel like that's fair. Like you ask yeah. a 21-year-old yeah. like, or 22 or what you want to do with your life. I think I didn't really figure out what I really want to do with my life until I was 31, maybe. And I think... That's exactly it, right? Meander as you go along because I don't think there's a fixed path unless you were young and you always want to be a doctor or lawyer yeah. or whatever it is that your dream was. But otherwise, like, I would, I started out with working in my dad's company as a clerk and then admin and then moving away and coming back. Like, I, I did so many different yeah. jobs to this day when I found, like, you know what, actually, I really enjoy doing creative work. Be it, like, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, coming up with ideas like, it's just what I love doing. And no industry is easy, I would say. Every industry would come with its highs and lows. Um, and if it was that easy, would you even want to do it anyway? Yeah. Right? So yeah. I feel like, like like what she said, like thinking about the issue or whether or not it would work would always be the biggest issue. Because yeah. when you're actually doing it and problems arise, that's part and parcel of life or job or whatever yes. it is that you have to face.
0: And then you can decide then if these are problems that you feel like that's what I want in my life, I can tackle this. Yep. Or if those are the problems that you're like, uh, bye.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not doing me any good mentally and physically I can't, I'm not just not apt to do this. And then you can let go Yeah, and then do something else. But if you have a physique like hers, just go and model lah.
0: So it's the fine. mind of the story is try <laughs> or late. <laughs> or in real english just go for it <laughs>
1: <laughs> why is there translation because we will need to team, hire like you a like signing non-speaking ladies non-speaking so that everyone english can speaking, understand what we're saying
0: for english speaking audience more just in case
1: i'm sure there are but very few
0: yeah, i don't you eh, like, so much <laughs>
1: okay thank you thanks thank Vivian. You. thanks for doing this today um we wish you a better journey ahead. Maybe we can add more writing
0: into your resume. I don't mind. Can write on. Can write on. Got write broadcast and I have also written for print before. Although she speaks
1: English, it's fine. I can
0: also code switch. So if you want me to post, <laughs> I can also like get my American accent back. I was there for almost seven years. Oh, uh, code switch. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.